Full of Sound and Fury is a podcast for adults, by adults, containing adult language. Listener discretion is advised. one-way ticket uh scheduled for may 31st okay real soon then yeah 10 days see this is where i would put the final countdown in by europe but then we would be <laughs> demonetized <laughs> so how much of your life as of late has been not packing uh if i'm not packing i'm working or sleeping that's pretty much what... okay okay <laughs> There's there's been a few you know a few moments a few you know times you know uh, outside of that and I, I include parenting in in the working <laughs> uh, category but uh, as yeah, do I it's been, it's been, <laughs> yeah, well that's okay <laughs> I I wanted to chat mostly on this episode of Full of Sunday Fury podcast uh, about some older stuff for the most part and then some more existential stuff I've been kind of pondering because that's who I am <laughs> right on it's probably it's probably okay. Uh, real quick, I'm Cyrus Morzavi of Brooklyn, Washington. This is Full of Sun of Your Podcast. With us, uh, admits a whole bunch of boxes and not much else. <laughs> Currently of Austin, Texas, is Ariel Rodriguez. Thank you for having me. I've been thinking a lot of geek branding as of late. Okay. Within a multimedia kind of sense, two, two different, two different top, uh, two different. Uh, conglomerates warner brothers on one side disney on the other you got a preference no nah, man let's whatever <laughs> all right i'll go with old familiar um warner brothers <laughs> so yeah just last night i'm scrolling through youtube okay and there's a little thing where there's a little clip of the the finale of the dark knight rises okay the, the 2012 film yep uh, first of all oh my god that's been 11 years ago <laughs> right <laughs> It, it feels like yesterday, but it's over a decade old. Secondly, I'm like, I'm going to watch that. Those endings are really good. Nolan, Nolan's, uh, Nolan's good at the whole movie-making thing. So I'm watching this. Erin's there with me, and she starts asking me a question every 10 seconds. <laughs> so I, I pause, and I answer. I pause, and I answer. And I, I within 30 seconds, I realize, have you even seen this movie before? And she's like, I, I'm not sure. And I'm like, well, which Batman was it? I don't know. There's a lot of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it's it's no big deal. I just, I, we've long held, I think, in duality here that these Batman films are the one thing that Warner Brothers tends to do well. Indeed. Batman and, Ro- Batman and Robin notwithstanding. So, you know, like, uh, the reason, the whole, co- the whole course of, uh, the, the reason rather behind my questions is like, well, if she didn't see them, we should watch them. But then she hits me with um, this uh, this humdinger. I like the Marvel flicks, but the DC, not so much. And I didn't realize, and it hit me like a, like a fucking hammer. <laughs> Just what a f- abject failure they've been that amongst, you know, just, you know, normal people that go to movies, people people expect those movies to suck. That is the expectation they've set. Yeah. Amongst the geeks, you know, whatever. We have, sure. our, we have, our, we have our foibles, right? I didn't yeah. realize Grandma was like, oh, God, Aquaman, really? Ugh. <laughs> That's the mountain James Gunn gets to climb. That, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, he's, you know, worked the other side, if you will, a little bit. So if you're, you know, if you're, of the choices you have of people that could come in that were kind of free agents to be able to do something similar maybe possibly at dc you know it's a good choice but it's 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 a mountain like you said in his favor we know he he can he's already got he's gone two for two yeah yeah this this is this you know being promoted as it were to uh kevin kevin feige of 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 warner brothers what is feige's title i'm realizing as i'm talking to you i don't know what the hell it is I think he's president of Marvel Studios. Okay. I think that's his title right like now. Grand Poobah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's officially, that's what it is. I just don't know what the hell they actually call him. 
Yeah. So I I think they have their guy. It just wow. There's a lot of baggage. It, more than I realized. And I, we have not don't, devoted a small amount of time to like shitting on these guys, pointing <laughs> out that what they, that they're shitting yeah. on us. I think is probably more apt. How long before we're excited for a, a DC film? It's a good question. I guess uh, Superman is the first one out of the slate, right? Uh, I guess that's not a TV show or animated series because I think Creature Commandos is like before that. But uh, I'd say let's see what let's see what that Superman looks like. Then maybe we can get excited. You know. If he's not uh, cracking some skulls uh, on a on a on a bed of skulls, as uh, the Zack Snyder version was, then maybe we got maybe we got a shot. Yeah, that's slated for twenty twenty five, I think. So do, do two I, years. Do I have that right? I think I mean, so. Which, I think you're right. That sounds about a good turn on time. Uh, you know, m- much like a Lucasfilm, most of what is coming out of there is cancellations. <laughs> yeah, sure, but. That's like economic <laughs> externalities. I can't really pin on. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable put, putting that on any kind of creative, whether I highly regard it or not. Yeah, agree. And the the writer strike, I think, could affect oh, things as well. Jesus, that's right. I forgot that's happened since we were last convened as well. Yeah, it's interesting because I I feel like this slate of summer films feels normal for the first time in a long damn time. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I want to watch that. Ooh, and I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I haven't followed like like that since 2019. I'm with you. Maybe, maybe earlier because 2019, I just, it was all about Avengers Endgame, as I recall. Yeah, you're probably right. There wasn't quite the across the board interest, right? In in kind of just movies coming out. Uh, it was all. It was it was Endgame. It was. Season eight of Game of Thrones, which we don't talk about anymore. <laughs> Indeed. And and the Rise of Skywalker that winter, which we also don't talk about anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we one of three. <laughs> not not great. But this year, you know, I'm I'm excited to to stream the D and D movie just is going is available digitally now. Uh you can buy Super Mario Bros. to rent if you want to stream it. I did I did stream the D and D movie uh via rental uh two weeks ago. Had a blast. Yeah, yeah, it's gotten almost like one hundred percent approval rating. So I had to dig into it. It felt like D and D in that, like it was funny, like it 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 was comedic, but it it leaned into the tropes that you want to see uh, in a modern way, and it had a bunch of references to all kinds of other stuff. I, I just, I, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and yeah, Super Mario, John Wick Four came out this spring. <laughs> I mean, right, right, right. <laughs> And we're just starting to hit the legs of the summer movies, right? Like, we haven't really gotten there quite yet. Guardians 3 has very positive reviews. I think the movies are back. And, on, and the, the problem is, as you alluded to, with the strike and all the money being gone, I not, they may go away very quickly right again. Yeah, yeah. But Marvel Studios um, is back from their little hiatus, too, as far as from, for streaming content. Yeah. It's going to be a fun fun summer, even if you're just uh, staying safe, sitting at home, trying to stream stuff. <laughs> oh, actually, no, this is a perfect segue. Cause I remember one of those movies, and it, it, it circles back what I want to ask you about. By the time this episode goes live, we will be just days away from Disney's The Little Mermaid live action oh, dropping, yeah. which has uh, Hallie Bailey in the, the lead role. I have been... I guess the word is apologist, um, but although that's kind of ajorative. But there's no, but you know, Disney's been slowly make, remaking a lot of their their um, animated features and live action things, and they've been getting a lot of guff for it. Even though, and to their credit, they haven't really tried to take credit for this, but they've been unwhitewashing the films. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think they should be getting more praise for that. You know, instead of um aladdin being voiced by you know the boyfriend that ate all the food from full house you know it's like an actual brown person that's you know oh, yeah okay that's good but now we, now we have an element of african ethnicity going to take over a very caucasian role with um and i, I <laughs> apparently aquafina is the seagull i don't know what the hell's going on there uh <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that okay yeah 
and, and it's fine. She, she, the girl can sing, and I, you know, she has she has to follow Jody Benson. Jody Benson, yeah, yeah, Pedro Harold's Bell, yeah, she has to follow Jody Benson. So that that's fine. So that, it, it's it's very important, I, I, even. But what I'm what I'm conjuring for, is the brand perspective on this. Like you know, the little kids, as you will know, they go to those parks and they want to see their characters. And now we're going to have two very distinct visual versions of the Little Mermaid. Isn't that kind of strange? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. Um, there could be some, you know, dissonance there. Uh, but they maybe they adjust their branding. I mean, who who can say? They're known for you know taking a ride down and overhauling the the look of it uh, periodically. Maybe they do that. I think that's. Um, the sense that I get anyway, and I have no idea if this is true or not, uh, it's just a, a sense and thus a speculation that uh, Disney tries this stuff and then whatever succeeds, they lean into it. And what doesn't succeed, they roll back to something that they know is successful. It's a conservative. <laughs> yeah, it's a conservative way of doing it. But I, and even in that framework, I think it's uh, it's kudos to them, I think, that they've been consistent about trying to do this type of stuff where they, they try to make things more inclusive. They try to make things more diverse. They could have just done it in the Obama years as like a fad and been like, yeah, we tried it and now we're done. But they haven't. They've, they've stuck to that because they, they know if you see yourself on screen, that means something. And if you're you know somebody who hasn't had that kind of representation uh, in the past, in past versions of their media, um, and they, they recognize it's important. They recognize it's important for their business because it does expand the customer base, whatever. And for however many other, you know, moral ethical reasons, I think it's great that they're sticking their, to their guns and trying it for better or worse, uh, you know, for failure and success. But I, I see what you mean. It is a little dissonant. So I, I don't know how they're going to blend that in that new, the new vibe of the new live action movie into the ride or whatever, but. Maybe they just wait to see how successful it is and then decide. Why don't we talk about this stuff? And it, it's tricky because it's very it's very charged, um, more so yeah. than it really needs to be. And I, I think, fortunately, sure. I, I always try to flip it and see if it see if it feels weird. So in my head, it's like, okay, I'm at the Magic Kingdom. There's a there's a, there's a, a white teenager as T'Challa. That's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> it's like so. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to negotiate that. I'm not even sure if they thought about that. I mean, they must have. They must have, right? I don't know. They've been pretty busy fighting with the governor of Florida. That, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's as stupid as that sounds. Uh, also, they're uh, just closing their uh, their their big mega mega resort. Right. Yes, the Galactic Cruiser is uh, soon to be no more. I am unsurprised and surprised by that at the same time the level of immersion uh pretty cool but i guess it at least according if unless they're bullshit is necessitated those ridiculous price points but it seems like to me the medium is you just turn it into like a, one of their normal overpriced hotels <laughs> <laughs> not oh it's going away forever i bet i bet they they turn it into some other immersive thing and they just uh they try the Star Wars thing out for a while. They'll, they'll they'll flip it into something else. I don't know what that will be. Maybe it's a Marvel thing. Maybe who knows? But uh, I I think they they got a peak of interest for a while in something like that that was unique. And I think that's probably what they're they're taking away from it. Like this was cool and like you know part of the zeitgeist for a while. We want to capture that again. But maybe they got to think about. How to make it more limit, like a limited edition luxury thing that they can turn on and off as they want, and maybe not necessarily Star Wars. That's one of their strongest IPs. I, I guess they just can't get because it, it started like struggling, bleeding cash really fast <laughs> sure, <laughs> after yeah. after the initial hoopla light down. Everyone was like, five thousand dollars for a cruise that doesn't actually go anywhere. Mm, I don't know about this. Interesting idea, and, worth playing with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's. I mean, it sounded neat as hell, but I saw the price tag and I know I did a hard nope. Yeah, yeah. And I, if I, if I remember the timeline correctly, I don't think it was like uh, the the failure began with the uh, the economic downturn we've seen. 
No, yeah, it was people were freaking out about the price two years ago, something like that. It's been around for a while, right? No, it, 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 it the whole thing will have been open for eighteen months. Really? Yeah, that they 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 pulled the fast because they were having a problem filling it after like the two month mark. Okay, I felt like I was catching on late to it for some reason, but I guess I was aware of it when it was really when it when it popped and. Uh, yeah, here we are. This is like the Dark Knight trilogy all over again. It's like, <laughs> it was 11 years ago. So regarding things that have come to come to streaming recently, I, I did finally watch Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania, despite that title being a giant fucking unnecessary mouthful. <laughs> I want to make sure we get into this early. I, th- I, I think weirdly there's going to be a lot, a lot to talk about here as the first Phase 5 film. My understanding was it did very poorly, um, financially and critically. So maybe I had lower expectations going into it, but I watched it and I thought it was pretty darn good. It's not it's not without its problems, and I get, we'll get into those very shortly, but I think it's a pretty good movie. It's definitely the second best Ant-Man film. Like, I, I <laughs> whenever I think about Ant-Man 2, I have to really think about Ant-Man 2. I, I, it was so forgettable. Like, who the hell was the bad guy in that again? <laughs> I want to say Lawrence Fishburne, but I don't think he was, and it's just like, <laughs> right, right. That movie, that 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 movie's kind of a hot mess for a lot of reasons as well. But Quantum Mania, I thought was pretty damn good. Funny, the story, the story strong. Jonathan Majors, god damn, he's good in that movie. <laughs> yeah, you you get that. That's the first time you get a sense of Kang for real, right? I mean, this movie like. Positions that character as the major villain he needs to be, and we see all facets of this character, right? Like yeah. the intrepid scientist, but there's always a, a little bit of seething anger under the surface, and it comes out several times in the film. But yeah, you know, that pretty kind of holds it together. It's a great performance, or yeah. maybe it's not a performance given his his bigger lows. I yeah, I, uh, who can say? He he did beat the hell out of somebody, evidently. So I don't, boy, that's going to be a mess if they have to recast him. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, I mean, all, all that stuff aside, and it is big and it is uh, a factor, but, like, the dude's talent is just undeniable. Uh, just, you know, he was really talented in that last scene of Loki season one, that last kind of segment of that last episode or whatever. But here it just, you know, he really shines. I mean, what a great casting choice from a purely, you know, acting perspective uh, for for kang they really they really landed him and he's relatively new right to, yeah yeah as far as yes. as far as having a, a career goes yeah that's a, that's a good find then that's really impressive i mean it's him and holland right are the, the, the unknowns that they kind of nailed yeah yeah although i think uh tom holland i mean he got uh he had gotten a little bit of press for um uh, what's the name of that ballet movie uh billy elliott something like that isn't that right he was quite young but i think he was in that movie okay so he's gotten some oscar buzz but you're in general i think you're right i think two actors that you know had demonstrated some talent but weren't like superstars and like clearly you know the the expansion from there and their their talent is uh obvious yeah usually it's a big name you've heard of and you're like oh it's perfect Right. There's, some, there's some exceptions like Holland Majors and uh, probably earliest I can, that comes to mind was Hemsworth yeah yeah. no one knew who the fuck the guy was now it seems weird because he's in everything <laughs> <laughs> right right but at the time I was like who alright well, well I mean he looks big alright that's, that's that's halfway there <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean, whatever happens in the future with casting or whatever let's pretend that doesn't happen for a second like this guy is Kang for millions of people he's going to be kang if he's if he you know if if everything holds the casting holds and all that he's kang like no one is going to know any other version of kang like he is just that character now and i I think that's you know the cool thing that marvel can do if you really own your role and you really grasp it well you're inseparable from that character for better or worse i I, i'm curious as to what the perceived failure of this film was i had a it's a little basic storytelling wise in terms of its three act structure. Classic um, Marvel these days, though. I mean, I, I, and Marvel in, in person, it, um, personators as well. Yeah, yeah. 
to, to that point, Hope has very little to do. I should clarify Hope and I for Rodriguez. <laughs> Give him who I'm talking to. So that you know, that's a problem. And um, the I guess third actress now to play Cassie Lang, <laughs> she's not good. I, I at least not yet, unfortunately. So that that falls a little bit flat. But everyone else comes in, you know. Major majors notwithstanding, and kind of choose their scenery and does really well. They know their characters. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is the third film. I mean, everyone who had a character that they've played before, it's like putting on a, a well-worn pair of shoes. Like you, they know, right? Like even Janet, who had Ant Man and the Wasp, to kind of have some more material to to work with. Like they, they just know their characters. Like Michael Douglas is sitting there and going, "I like ants," and you know, you like you buy it. Like the like, you know this. He knows a character, and you know this character, and it's great, and it's a ball of fun. I, I, I... Well, they sell the silly very well in this movie. Yeah. Like one of the one of the most brilliant choices I think they made was like, what they committed to having Modoc in it. Owned how <laughs> stupid it is. <laughs> Like that's everybody freaks been, out. That's always been a dumb idea. Even like when it was back in the seventies, and everyone was like, "I guess on drugs," and they're like, oh, "All right, sure." A giant beak out of it. But yeah, this. But they realize this is stupid. They they, they just lead into it, and they're making fun fun of the way he looks. They, there's the whole thing where about you don't have to be a dick if you want to be. You don't want to be a dick, and never to like to be a dick. There's this whole back and forth that's kind of surreal. Even I, I rewatched it last night actually uh, with with my wife with Joe, and uh, I just revisited some of the lines and stuff with like Scott being like, "Oh, I didn't even see your legs. Whoa, what's going on with your leg?" Like they really lean into it. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, it's it, it the movies. I mean, usually it's hysterical. This one's funny. Yeah, I mean, I think it suffers a little bit just as a fan of the the the, the series. I wish that Luis was around somehow. Like the the ex-cons, I miss that element of the films. And that's, these are the only films that they show up in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I, it's too much. I get why they didn't have them. Uh, I just would have loved to have had more of that humor. Uh, Luis in particular <laughs> doing his narrative thing uh, would have been a lot of fun. But the scope of the film is just different. So I understand it. Like it's just not, I'm not hung up on it. I, I, I think in a sense, this could have been a Fantastic Four story and told in a, in a slightly different way than having the Ant family do it, but they don't have the Fantastic Four to play with right now. They just, by whatever circumstances, so this Allegedly, makes a lot of sense. They just cast Reed. That's how far behind they, you know, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. So it couldn't have been, but they needed to have a way to bring Kang in in a way that makes sense from a overarching story perspective and deal with the quantum realm, which was introduced in the Ant-Man films extended in Endgame, Yes. But uh, so it, it organically just makes sense to have these characters there, even though the kind of story they told, I think is a little bit leans in the fantastic four direction. But again, it's just it's comic book fan type stuff. Like I think it's perfectly acceptable what they did in general. I don't have a problem with it, even though I think other people did. I think the comedy parts work, and the dramatic parts work really well. Uh, that gets back to being major being a badass. That's the second part of that. But so, what's the gripe? Like, what am I missing? Like, why, why, why shouldn't I hate this? Why, why am I supposed to hate this movie? People crapped over the CGI, which, again, I watched it twice now. I don't have an issue with it at all. Like, uh, at all. Like, another gripe I've read online is like, well the movies are all about changing size and stuff. And you don't really get a good sense of that when they're in the quantum realm and you don't get an understanding of the scale. I'm like maybe a little bit, but not enough to throw me out of the film in those, maybe a couple spots where is Scott tall, like giant man right now, or is he regular size? They, I can think of maybe one scene or two where it was a little confusing because hmm. they were changing size and stuff. But in general, I did not have an issue with that. The quantum realm is very busy. There's a lot going on. I doubt this will be the last time we visit it. So I'm not worried about them, like, not explaining every race and, you know, political faction in the place. Like, they had a story to tell. 
they brought the important characters to kind of represent what they needed to represent, and they told that story. Again, I'm not seeing what's so bad about any of this. Yeah, those those are those are hardly like criticisms. I, I don't. Hmm. It put it put every every one of the main characters in a more interesting spot coming out of that film. I think you're right about Hope not having much to do, despite being so successful and all that. They kind of portrayed her or, or told you at the, showed you at the beginning of the film. But uh, they ran out of time for her. They, yeah, I mean it's a shame. I, I think I wish they could have done more there. Hopefully that they redeem that somewhere. That one doesn't really stick in my craw because getting back to your earlier point, Jan gets to shine. Yeah. The the, fir- the first yeah. wasp carries a, carries a lot in this movie. Yeah. You know, I, I, honestly, that was that was something I was talking to Joe about. Zyri, uh, we really liked how uh, how uh, Janet and Hank had stuff to do. They weren't just like the old geezers sitting in the back saying, don't do that or do that, or you should have listened to me. It was like they, they had actual actions to take to change the outcome in very big ways. Uh, it saves the day. Yeah. In and, a very weird way. <laughs> yeah. Janet carries a story. She also takes critical actions. She figures out opens the portal. I open the portal at the end. She like you know has a lot of influence in the quantum the quantum realm and all this kind of good stuff. I mean, they have stuff to do. Like they're important characters, which is another honestly in a, in a way a representation thing that we were just talking about. Like how often do you see characters a little bit older age? Yeah, not just retired, quote unquote, you know, sitting around giving advice, but actually like taking action. I thought that was awesome. I'm actually sorry, but sorry for, for the the pregnant pause there. I'm actually thinking about it. I've got Obi Wan Kenobi and Jay Garrick. <laughs> there you go. Forty years old, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sam Elliott and everything he's been in. Okay, sure. <laughs> I think he was born at the age of fifty, though. And you know, like, like legacy characters wise, like Ant Man is one of the first legacy characters in the MCU. Like where you have a successor and the previous hero, like they were way ahead of the curve in that series compared to DC, even in a sense. Um, like in the, in the movies, anyway. Like I, it, Marvel's still struggling to find like right, like uh, who's the next Thor? Who's the next like the next Black Widow? They're just now starting to paint that picture the next hawkeye just now is starting to paint the picture that was built in for various reasons that were very smartly done at the beginning of the first film but uh yeah it was proof well of concept done. yeah and they carried it through three films yeah in that regard the first eight man doesn't get enough credit if that movie doesn't if that movie doesn't pull that off the, the legacy thing boy they have they have to change like their whole <laughs> their whole approach to these things yeah, be like, be like the damn comics where it's like, no, nah, it's Tony Stark is still thirty, just like he was in nineteen fifty four. That's why Howard Hughes, but <laughs> it's it's two thousand twenty three, still alive. It's great. Don't think about it too much. And so you can pass you can pass the torch, right? And if it's organic, if it's built in, then they can pass the torch in a lot of different ways. Like how Sam is Captain America now. You had. You had Steve give him the damn shield, and like there was no like, oh, I'm too injured for this. Like, no, I'm I'm past my prime now. Here you go. I believe in you, and you get that in this movie too from Quantum Mania. It was in its own silly Ant Man way, but like you had Hank saying, you know, he read uh, he read Scott's book every goddamn word. Like <laughs> you get you get you get it right. Like you see him saying like I. This is this is you. You're part of this legacy now. Like they they really in their own way affirm that. I just think that's that stuff's underappreciated and great. And I, nobody I've, I haven't seen anybody write about that in any review. Yeah, maybe the analysis was just super basic. Yeah, probably. Everybody loves to crap on Marvel right now, right? Like they're they've been they've been on the throne for too long. It's time to to try to chop them down. Yeah, there, there's definitely an element of that, and probably always will be as as long as they continue to be the monolith. Yeah. Yeah, until someone can do as good as them existently, people will be coming after them. It also came out at a weird time. I think that may have it was like a February. Yeah. Who the, go, the fuck goes to the movies in February? <laughs> you go, you go see Black Panther in February, but that was a whole different ball game. I mean, it's just not the same. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's like all right, fair enough. But that wasn't that was a cultural event that was not the same. <laughs> just yeah. I think phase five off to a, to a strong start. Yeah, I I just I can't find that much negative about it. I just some of the, the, there's a couple of performances. They ran out of time to give stuff to do, but beyond that, I, I thought it was pretty damn enjoyable. And I, I had prepared myself for thinking it was bad. And I, I actually seem to recall you alluding to the fact that it, during our uh, our uh, our Marvel match March Madness episode that maybe it wasn't uh, up to snuff. I mean, not not endgame level, but um, I feel like it slots really well in that multiverse of madness tier of stuff. Like these are solid films. They push the story along for the characters and also for the overarching saga, and they're just they're just fun. It's just fun. Like it's like reading a standalone graphic novel story again, and I I'm enjoying this. I don't know. I don't know. Like yeah. uh, I I I got I came away the first on first viewing feeling like mm, I I get it. It's not quite what you want from Ant Man. Just looking at Ant Man one and Ant Man two, like the the vibe and kind of what the, the scale of storytelling. But that doesn't mean it didn't work. It's just expectations were one thing, and what you got was another. But uh, they also need to s- set up Kang eventually, and <laughs> they did a brilliant oh, job. Okay, so let, let me see if I'm understanding. Is the idea so what you're thinking maybe is the fact that it was more of a, it was more science fictiony? I think a little than bit it had been in the past. Science fictiony and, and like high adventure in a sci-fi setting, sure. Which is not what Ant Man has been in the movies. It's the the, the standalone movies so that's far. That's true. So I think again, that's just highlighting a difference i'm not saying that's bad i'm just saying or that it was done poorly even i'm just saying that's a difference so your expectations maybe going in are challenged but so what that's what movies can do so man i think that's fair i i guess i'm just surprised that assuming that hypothesis is correct and i think it makes a lot of sense did it people would like weren't pleasantly surprised as, as I guess why I am surprised. I hear you. I hear you. And I mean, you can't get a repeat of one and two again. Like if they just retread the same material, it doesn't move anything forward. So you have to give them credit for that. Whether you like the choices or not, you have to give them credit for trying to move in a different direction with the characters and the MCU as a whole. Like they, they, they did that. I mean, they didn't just repeat the same storylines again from one and two. I kind of admire the bravado of letting it be Ant Man being the one to go to the first one to have to try and take this this uh um multi film villain on. Yeah, and, and I, they, I thought they, they I it. thought they sold it. Yes, and you know what? They didn't make the mistake. The, the the superhero 2010s mistake of having a giant CGI battle fest at the very end. They actually had Scott and <laughs> Kang duke it out, and boy, Scott got his ass kicked. But he like, but the the path to his victory was clear, laid out like from the very beginning of the film with the flashbacks to Janet. Like he knew what he could do. Well, and so Major is fresh off of being like um. The, the villain in Creed three as well, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yes. And I, yes. I think he, if I, if I remember, y'all, y'all punch Michael B. Jordan in that too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the dude is a specimen. He's he's going to destroy you physically, <laughs> but that's what you want, right? He has to be scary. I mean, I, I, he's different than Thanos in that way, and that's what we want too. It was a really love. good fight. I'm, I, I forgot that. I'm glad you brought it up. And they, it really. I was like, oh, that felt like that, smashing that like, the shit looked, out of the helmet. It looked like, like it hurt. Yeah, they both yeah. sold it really well. Yeah. I knew Majors could do it from from his previous filmography. I didn't know Rudd had that in him. Yeah, so you knew, you, like you, that that was powerful, and it was not Ant Man tricking you with a size change. Yeah, different thing but great i mean like we need this kind of thing yeah i'm i'm a smiling thinking about it that, that's that's like the best compliment i give it i really i really like the movie it's my most pleasant surprise with the uh with the studio probably since multiverse madness which was another one that didn't do well but i thought it was fantastic and i mean it didn't do well but it still makes like half a billion dollars so like 
I just hope the standards kind of shift a little bit on what's success and what's not. I mean, a lot of people go see these movies still. It's just not Endgame every year. But I mean, that would be foolish to expect, right? Not, not in our capitalist hellscape. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> this all comes back to what Wall Street's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has to be the best ever or you failed. <laughs> It's like, and not everything is sixty-three like percent return. All right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I was very surprised that you watched History of the World Part Two. I haven't finished it, but I did watch a decent amount of it. I I wasn't dodging on the last episode. I just assumed I was the only person in the world that was excited for this show. So I was so pumped when Kia mentioned he was ready. He was hadn't gotten around to it, but intended to. And then you were like, "Yeah, I've I've seen part of it," but. It left you cold. Do I have or at least parts of it did? Uh, some parts like kind of felt clunkily. Other parts had me laughing out loud. I mean, it was a mix. Um, I think honestly, I, I would keep watching it. Just life got in the way <laughs> trying to move cross country. I've done it. It's hard. I know. I I love it. It's, it's probably Chappelle's show. It's it really was like I, I don't give a fuck. I'm just I'm gonna go there. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And we're and we're gonna live there. And you you can sit there and call me out on it, but you know this is funny, and you know a lot of this is this is true. <laughs> so go fuck yourself. <laughs> and they hit everybody, so it's not like you can be like, yeah, <laughs> well, this is against such and such group. No, no, it's against no everybody. Yeah. Well, it is, but he punches everybody. Down. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, yeah. You don't feel like it's anybody's getting punched down on because it's every, equal opportunity. In like particular. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's, right, right. yeah I, oh my god, they they just they're relentless against the southern culture. That, 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 that civil war thing that just goes for all eight episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, wow, there's just no bottom. They're gonna keep going. There, and there's a lot of anachronistic stuff that I didn't expect to enjoy, but I thought was actually really funny once I bought in. Like the whole Jack Rasp bit. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, God, oh, we're just going to make a show about trying to kill Rasputin in ways. Because <laughs> it was hard to kill. Or, you know, Anastasia being like on fucking on Instagram, Instagram. live stream <laughs> as an influencer. That was weird, but it was really fun. Yes, yes. I uh, God, I wish Q had got to sit on the would get to join us for this part. But I I, I liked the uh, where they were poking fun at the the Get Back documentary. Oh, I don't think I caught those those pieces. Of that that it's sounds intriguing. The, it's always fantastic. They it's it's with they go back to Jesus a lot. Okay, yeah, sure. And it's called the Last Supper Sessions. So it's yeah, it's it, it's him and the disciples, but they're a band that's falling apart. <laughs> I love it. It's it's fantastic, and I just as a as a mild not not as a spoiler to to uh, intrigue you as you go on episode eight the you know the the finale, one of the bits is the Council of Nicaea. Oh boy! And they have some yeah. yeah. There there there's a reason a lot of the Jesus and several of the disciples are black. <laughs> okay. That was a long play by Nick Kroll and his guys. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to catch up. I'm trying to think of any parts of it that I was like, well, meh. I'm sure there were. There were. I, I don't even remember them. I just felt like there were some skits that I was just kind of like, okay, I, I, I could see the humor, but it was just kind of like mm, level of like reaction for me, and yeah. then other ones I was just, yeah. you know, laughing out loud. Yeah, there. Yeah, there. There was. I, I think that a lot of the Russian stuff wasn't. Well, what, what, I guess it was uneven because some of it was quite good. And then yeah, Stalin, Stalin's <laughs> Stalin as a musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope I, I I hope it did well. They they tease a second season, but okay. you know, so did the movie, and that was a joke <laughs> okay. until it wasn't. So I don't know if that they actually true. I mean, there's there's thousands of years of history that if they, if they want to do it, as long as the audience there, they'll have material. I just, I don't know how it did. The early receipts for uh, Fast Ten are in too, and apparently that is not good. People just don't get it. It's about family. <laughs> you have to bring the whole family to watch. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I have no opinion. I haven't actually seen it. But... Yeah, me neither. I, I, I mean, the, from the trailer, it looks absolutely ridiculous. So right on brand for the Fast series. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out at some point. I mean, 
it, now they're saying it's going to be uh, three final movies instead of two. So instead of 10 and 11, it's like 10, 11, 12 that they're, uh, that they're going for. Uh, whatever. I just, I, I knew eventually that like, this was going to be diminishing returns. Like it's just, you can't keep being the, the peak at the box office every time one of these comes out. Uh, if they get to make, you know, finish the story somehow, I think it'll just be an amazing achievement. <laughs> I was seeing somewhere, and I don't know if the math is quite true, but it's something like, They've been doing these movies for 25 years. I think that is monumental. You said something interesting just now. Finish the story. There's a story? Well, you know, finish in the sense of like leave everybody in a in a state where uh, people feel it's satisfactory. There's no like... There's, there's always like some villains left over, I guess, where you kind of want to see them dealt with. They, they do leave some villains kind of lingering in addition to creating... Don't they just join the of, team? Sometimes, not all times. <laughs> Sometimes they get away or they get put in jail in super secret jail, but then they break out of super secret jail. Sure. But I mean, is that you're right? It's like it's not. We're not looking at some you know twelve film saga that's going to end in some way that makes sense, like an overarching story from. This the is not the Infinity Saga. No. No, it's not. But it'd be nice yeah. if they have some idea of how they want to like leave the characters like let them just have that i mean it's still again it's still maybe it's not top of the box office the way they expected it, but it's still making tons of money i think it is still the number one movie it's just not making as much money yeah well i just i think this first thing is there's just there's there the characters are kind of paper thin they're they're just they're really leaning hard into the fact well we have famous people that people like and that that's going to be enough <laughs> i mean they're virtually superheroes at this point like they they're all but. I mean, they, they don't have powers. Oh, we talked but about they... this with Hobbs and Shaw. They absolutely, that's a superhero movie. Yes, and the the, the, the canonical series is, uh, as well. Like, there's stuff that Vin Diesel's character does and then walks away from that no, no And Vin person... Diesel's car. <laughs> there's stuff that would have killed a main character in the first movie that these characters now go through on a regular basis <laughs> in like, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10, all. Like, that do just like things have escalated rapidly and that's okay. It's just that that's what they are. I mean, but they're, they're, I agree with you. Like they're, they're paper thin, but the, the ingenuity that they, for what they'd managed to accomplish within this formula of what these movies are these days, I think is all the fun. Just the, the insanity that they come up with. Like, I think the mission impossible series has a very, that's coherent, a great point. I was about to say it. Yeah. It's a coherent set of action. That's, that's like a, a luxury suit or something. It's just like very well tailored and well done. The Mission Impossible stuff nowadays. Whereas Fast, the Fast series is like, I don't know if there's a sartorial equivalent, but it's just so goddamn fun. It just makes less sense. It's like less well honed, but the ideas that they have are wild. And you just, that's the fun of going to see these, I think. It, it feels more like MI than... Um the mcu in that regard you just sure. you have the construct you just go back to it over and over again uh perhaps with a new cast but as far as like a, a through line of a story I, I i don't know that there is one not really i mean they just they the the havoc that they wreak in previous i think that is really the, the one through line is <laughs> like starting from about four, it's, it's beer and family no i got that <laughs> no no the havoc that they wreak <laughs> comes back to bite them pretty much the havoc that they re that they that they they wrought in five bites them in ten there's stuff that happens in in uh two and four that bites them in six seven eight you see you see that that stuff and then they invent new havoc that they wrought for themselves in the past for like to justify uh vin diesel's character having a brother in nine but but that that's that's a idea that they sometimes invent out of thin air that's kind of fun but otherwise like yeah it's not <laughs> it, it ain't the mcu <laughs> but you you could you could imagine that uh for people that were driving a uh 15 ton safe tethered to the back of a car throughout rio de janeiro destroying things left and right that maybe some people would be upset about that <laughs> they've just they've 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 done a lot of wild shit and they they're gonna pay <laughs> but you know the family comes together and they see it they see it through so do you, playing long, long here with that, the Fast and Furious, 
does do they shut it down? Do they reboot it? Do we, or you know, like um. Well, this is fat. I was going to use an example, and I realized this particular franchise I'm thinking of has done both. The Karate Kid <laughs> has done a, has done a hard reboot, and they've done a sequel. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I I don't see how they how they let this just go away, right? When this is all done, I mean, I, they I feel like if they're not somehow introducing like really young characters in eleven and twelve or ten, I don't I haven't watched ten, so maybe they do it. They started in ten. I, I couldn't tell you. But they're not introducing like younger characters that are somehow tied thematically to the existing ones in these last few films. Then I feel like they got to do a reboot of some kind, or they take a break and they do some kind of parallel group of people or that are inspired by or something. But it's like they got to branch away in some some meaningful way. But they got to keep it going. People are always going to want, want to watch adventure films centered around attractive people doing cool shit and awesome cars it's just it's 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 dumb proof and the idea factory there clearly has uh, a lot of fertile fruit because they always top the the last one with whatever stuff they come up with that might actually be the only thing really going against that the idea that at some point you it how do you escalate past a certain point <laughs> yeah that's one of the running jokes. Is at some point they'll be driving cars on the moon. I mean, let's <laughs> they already say had them in that. space, man. They already had a Fiero uh, uh, in space. Oh, uh, uh, sure. There you go. So how do you top that? I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they maybe they go back. Maybe they go back. I th- it would be interesting for to have them go back and tell a simpler story, with you know maybe you know young younger newer characters, but blend some of the gritty crime stuff that was the first one with some of the more secret agent fantastical stuff from the present day and find a new you know way to you know a new how do you say it like a new twist on the on the concept um i think they could do something like that retiring it is not an option that just makes too much money right i mean capitalism (laughs) yes yes absolutely it's and you know with film in this transitory period those sure things are so so uh, they're so valuable right now too even more than they used to be yeah that's why we're getting Godzilla versus King Kong too indeed nobody actually wants that but <laughs> <laughs> I want them to be bros they are bros if they crack open a corona <laughs> can't even say it with a straight face <laughs> <laughs> they crack open Coronas, Godzilla mm-hmm. and King Kong, at the end. <laughs> Kong Pai. Yeah, yeah. That'll be something. They're going to run out of monsters here, though. <laughs> I, I was a little disappointed when they, they like, uh, blew their monster load, if you will, uh, in the in whatever that was, uh, King of the Monsters, uh, I guess. I think it was called that. Uh, yeah. They had, like, all Essentially of them. Essentially Godzilla, emerged. too. It's like... Guys, you gotta you gotta slow roll this stuff. You gotta mm-hmm. introduce one at a time. Look at look at Marvel. Look what they did. You can't just do the whole Justice League at once. What are you doing? Forget Marvel. Look at look at Godzilla. We did <laughs> yeah. this once before. Follow, yeah, follow the. <laughs> there were seven hundred of these. They laid it out for you right there. Yeah, you just now you have you know money for special effects <laughs> instead of a dude in a suit. What's on your to watch list once you get situated? Man. So what's the uh, top of the law? Which I know it's on there. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't even know what will be available, like accessible to me, like stream-wise and stuff. Because I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit homebound while I try to, you know, live slowly out of boxes and like unpack and sure. stuff. Um, I'm, ex- I'm excited for Extraction 2, which I, I'm pretty sure comes out in early June. Uh, be catching that. I haven't seen John Wick 4. I'm super excited to finally watch that whenever it's available. Um, You're killing me. The answer to this question is, is Picard Season 3. Picard Season 3 is absolutely on that list. TV's packed away. Not Don't really have great viewing experiences. Just got kind of the laptop and the iPad. Uh, but uh, I, I'm also uh, trying to get a little bit of Zelda in. Because the Tears of the Kingdom just came oh, out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's portable. So at least I have a little bit of facility to, to do that. Uh, that's, that's some awesome shit as, a, as well here too. 
Yeah, I mean, if if people play Breath of the Wild and they love Breath of the Wild, this is every bit. I mean, I've only I've only played like a couple hours, but like it's every bit of a sequel to that game and and everything that you love about Breath of the Wild. It's just it, it feels very nostalgic. Not not that long ago, I mean, whatever it was, five years ago, or whatever, but uh, fantastic. And they they have all these new elements for how you you can build your own stuff. I've seen some like videos of people building like mecca for themselves and stuff just crazy shit <laughs> it feels like it had, there hasn't been a big video game at least to me it's come out in a while and i feel like recently we've had two uh tears of the kingdom which is a very emo title i'm i'm i assume there's a story reason for that but it yes sounds like it sounds like a weird title and um this new star wars game oh yeah, Jedi yeah. survivor yeah. yeah yeah that's got a lot of buzz around it yeah and i just wrapped uh i've been <laughs> typical parent like very little time to play games but i, I bought god sure. of war ragnarok uh back in november and i finished it uh, earlier this month right like the day before i had to pack my ps5 away <laughs> i got really, really lucky i was able to put in enough hours to just finish the main story that game is fantastic that game is cinematic and talking about doing things in a franchise that's well worn and going in a different direction with it um that game and I know it was like best selling game and like had a lot of praise and stuff, but I feel like people aren't talking enough about the choices that they made at the end of that game story wise. I would agree. Since it came out, I've heard very little buzz around it. It is it's an amazing game and uh you know, being a parent is a big part of the the latter these latter two games in that franchise in that series. And where they left it, I think, was uh really inspired. Uh way to leave it they didn't go the way you think god of war would go given the previous entries in the series um yeah kudos to them on that i really really thought that was a, a great thing do you think they lifted that from witcher uh i don't know i think uh having read i haven't read all the witcher books but i read a few of them um it's different the vibe is different i think uh, okay especially this especially in ragnarok like uh you really start to see that like they make Kratos like learn from this past. There's a lot of reflection. He's a very stoic character, and you know, ridiculous shit has happened in that game series for forever. Yeah, they, they, I think they just they they really decided to like have him be more of a grown up and learn from his past, and like have other characters him bounce off other characters and really have him grow as a person and as a parent, and then kind of learn from his child, who's a teenager in Ragnarok. Um, just yeah, I I don't want to spoil it. It's just uh, damn. I was like, man, this does not go the way I, I expected it to go, and that's great. Another one was like, didn't go where the way direction I thought it was going to go, whether I wanted it or not. Uh, and it really landed in a place that I'm really happy with uh, at the end in terms of the story. So it's good stuff. Video games still worth people's time if you've got it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for the review. Before I let you go, on a scale of one to five aerials. How powerful is the Faustian devil in which Eric's bolster has entered into a pact with? <laughs> it, the number of aerials is going up uh, by by the series. <laughs> Holy shit. Two I games in Boston, man. <laughs> thinking about this the other day, this is one of the all-time making chicken salad that chicken shit teams I've ever seen. Oh, just don't piss Jimmy Butler off, and <laughs> maybe you have a chance. But otherwise, well, I, I just, oh my God, I, I feel like you know the Emperor from Robot Chicken. <laughs> yes, yes, I feel like that. I feel like someone's explaining this to me, and I was like, "What? Well, who? Who is they? How are they winning? What the hell is a Bam Winnebago?" I, but yet <laughs> they're halfway to the finals. Unbelievable. With like two good players. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is analogous to the to the Maverick 2011 team that upset um, Lebr- LeBron's oh. Heat, but it's it's more it's like if if that team did without Dirk. Yeah, yeah, not like a, a household name, right? Yeah, there's no superstar glue guy there. I mean, Jimmy would be that guy, but you know, I I don't. How old is he now? Thirty something? He, yeah, he's not. He's not a. <laughs> yeah. Closer to retirement than he was when he was drafted in terms of yeah, years. Yeah, he's right? not old, but he's not young, for sure. Yeah. But, it, yeah, I, oh, my God. I just, it's just unbelievable. 
I, I don't see him winning the title because that, that Denver team really is good. But holy shit. Yeah, I saw a bunch of tweets. People were being like, oh, the, the NBA as an organization is probably not that happy about uh, Nuggets Heat finals. <laughs> but whatever, man. <laughs> It'll be interesting for a little while. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm surprised they got this far. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, they, when, they, when they got the, the eight seed from the playing tournament and uh, started winning, I was like, this can't go that far. I mean, you know, semifinals are best. Uh, I gotta be, I'm a fan, but I got to be realistic about this. And it's just like, holy shit. Like, oh, Milwaukee's out. Okay. Oh, that's, all right. Yeah. Damn, what? <laughs> and, and it's just every week it's like some like, you're still, what the hell's happening? And I thought that, you know, there was, a, there was an iron price that they were paying there for a while where like every game that they won against the Bucks, they lost somebody to injury. And I'm like, well, that's it, right? You're going to burn your resources here and you're not going to get, you might win the beat the Bucks somehow, but you're, you're not going to get that much further and somehow it continues it's crazy I, I don't know i think miami's a pretty big market i i think what people would be would be pleased to see the heat um not the lakers not kind of pulling the same trick and taking their shit ass team to the, the West. <laughs> i guess it's kind of a bummer because that's such a huge market but th- they were hot garbage four months ago too and now that you know it's gonna take yoga just to knock them out finally but or maybe not. I don't know. We haven't played a game in LA yet, as of the time it's recorded. Yeah, any, anything can happen. That's and that's fi- how you know it's fi- fun. <laughs> five on eight basketball is much tougher than five on five basketball. <laughs> that's how you know. It, that's how you know they've like goosed the, the the things right, right? Where like every series is uh, it's an unknown. So you, you don't you don't know what you're gonna get. It's gonna be fun. It's not a predictable. Just bulls just route you forever. Uh, type of scenario, which is fun in its own way. It's an exhibition of talent, but when it's anybody's game, I don't know. I feel like it's more fun. Oh, I much prefer the 21st century NBA than what I grew up with. I was like, oh, Jordan Wallen, great. Mm, okay. <laughs> right. Six rings, zero friends. <laughs> How much did he really win? <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's the right mix of like established teams we know are good and then upstarts. Yes. It's not. Yes. You do want to have both, and I think the NBA has got that. Got that. Very, I. I mean, obviously they've kind of backed into it. There's an element of luck to this, but they do have that nice, nice mix of that kind of that kind of stuff. For real. Yeah. Kudos, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's managing to keep the ship afloat. <laughs> it's just uh, surprising. Like, like who is their third best player? Uh, Tyler Hero, I thought would have been the answer. Is yeah. he is is he even playing right now? I, it's hard. For, I had I haven't. I mean, I've been watching sure. the last few games, yeah. but uh, it's, I haven't watched every game. It's just impossible with uh, what's going just, on. There's but. just there's just a bunch of like washed white guys on this team too that apparently <laughs> have like found it like Lowry and Love and it's like what is yes, that? I, yes. I don't know. I still don't think they've managed to rename the the stadium the the arena after uh, FTX collapsed. So. There's all kinds of weird shenanigans there, as it is. Listen, it's going to be the Miami Professional Basketball Team Stadium. This is... <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. This is how this ends. <laughs> no, you guys are smart, and you are a smart organization. It's 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 actually going to be like one of those um, West Asian airlines. <laughs> yeah, right. The Emirates Stadium uh, Arena or something. Yeah. yeah. KLM. <laughs> I got... <laughs> Could they be Etihad 2 Stadium? That'd be amazing. Oh. Uh, the, the sheer bravado. Well, we have two of them. Oh, my God. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, they had American Airlines Arena. That was before FTX. And there were two, right? There was another American Airlines somewhere. It's in Dallas. Think... <laughs> there you go. It is, it is in Dallas. So there were two. Anything's possible. Oh. I... Well, <laughs> Billionaires got to get paid. Yes, anything is possible. <laughs> right. Heaven for friend those fuckers lose any money. <laughs> my my friend, we've done it again. Uh, happy travails as you uh, you guys uh finish the moon process. Thanks. Yeah, that's just got to execute from here on out. I think, and then we'll be we'll be done. It'll be a relief to just be moved and have this all over with. <laughs> On that note, I have been Cyrus Mordavi, he's been Ariel Rodriguez, and this has been Full of Sun and Fury Podcast. This episode and previous episodes of Full of Sun and Fury Podcast are available at fullofsunandfuriepodcast.com or by subscription at wherever the hell you get your podcasts. 
This has been a Great Sword Studios production, copyright 2023.